0: What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to talk about Snapchat, Rockin' My Spectacles 3, and we're going to analyze the company's 2019 financials, see what they have in store for 2020. So welcome to HyperCharts World. Um, This is Snapchat on HyperCharts, hypercharts.co slash snap. So we're going to start with the daily active users, most important metric, how many people on average are logging into the app every day each quarter. Um, As you can see, we had a clear slowdown here um, with the IG takeover, but. I think this is a really promising uh, trend. Let's dive in here by like uh, region, just so we can see, or let's start with North America, sorry. And as you can see, North America, 86 from 84, adding 2 million DAUs, a record um, for DAUs in America ever. So nice to see this slight growth returning here, um, solid progress there. Europe, we also saw 65 to 67, 2 million DAUs added. Once again, another record solidly going up with that upward trend. Also, rest of world here with a record 64 million DAUs up from 61 million, adding 3 million. So I think the overall takeaway from here is Snapchat's user base has returned to growth and is is sort of continuing on this slow and steady growth path. This doesn't include other apps built on the SnapKit. From my understanding, this is just Snapchat app. Snapchat's entire business will crumble if they do not have people using their app every day. Their entire platform is how how much attention do we have? I'm a shareholder, by the way, so totally biased and like a super tiny amount of stock. Um, But anyway, the point is that... Snapchat's thesis rests on two things. The first is the amount of attention on that platform. The second is how well they we can monetize that attention. The reason why I'm excited about Snapchat is, sure, the financials don't look great today, but I think there's a huge amount of attention on the platform. I think the potential for that attention to grow is massive because, A, I think it is just growing slightly now, but I think Evan Spiegel, visionary, um, owner, operator, founder, obsessed with the product, young, gets it, and he's, you know, Facebook and Instagram are copying everything he does. He came up with the biggest innovation in social networking um, in the past five years years. The story, um, that's something that Instagram and Facebook and every single person is copying because it was such a huge innovation. I think if he puts together another sort of next frontier of social innovation, um, that could drive tremendous um, increase in attention on the Snapchat apps. So that's just some optionality you get. The second piece of this thesis is the lagging financial monetization of that attention. Um, I just think it takes time to reach the full monetization potential of a platform. Facebook's engagement and user base, I I would say is like sluggish, but their revenue growth is solid and their average revenue per user was growing way faster than their amount of user growth because the monetization of their platform is just lagging. Overall, I still think there's like tens of billions of dollars spent every year on TV ads, radio ads, print ads that are getting increasingly irrelevant. I think these advertising budgets are going to transition continually to transition into the digital age. That's going to increase in a rapid rise in CPMs across all of these platforms, assuming they can keep attention. So at a high level, that's why I think of the Snapchat business dynamics are so impressive. But let's get back to the hypercharts. So, um, this is the user base. This is revenue by geography. Um, following the user base, record Q four revenue is very seasonally strong for them. As you can see, every single region seeing nice growth in revenue here. So solid progress for Snapchat. Um, I think it's interesting to see that Europe and rest of world are like the same size, eighty seven million, and then Europe ninety two million. Interesting. Anyway, let's keep going. So this is what I think is super important. We didn't we took out two thousand and seventeen because there was like. When companies IPO, this happens sometimes, there's like a huge recognition of stock-based comp expenses and and those like totally throw off the financial statements. So the loss was like a billion a quarter. It messed up the whole chart, so we took that out. But anyway, it's normalized from 2018 and beyond. Revenue is still accurate here. But the point is Snapchat has been seeing really strong revenue growth. As you can see, once again, Q4, um, the, the holiday quarters, they're seasonally strongest and then it dips down. Um, but it's important to look at the year-over-year growth to really get a picture of how the business is doing. Um, the one thing, or let's just start with revenue, and see how that was, uh, 561 million in the quarter, very solid growth from 390 million the year before. I think it was about 43, 44% revenue growth, a little bit slower than the last quarter, but still rapidly growing revenue. And once again, their user base as you can see, their user base, as you can see, is not growing at 40%, it's growing at like 17%. So once again, that monetization moving much faster than the user base growth. So here is the revenue, now let's go into gross profit. This is a really exciting piece of Snaps business. Not only are they growing revenue, but every dollar in revenue is getting more and more profitable as they get better at serving ads, they're getting better at automating ads, and they're hitting more and more economies of scale with just their advertising business. So 307 million of gross profit, up from 167 or 177 million um, in Q4 2018. So a huge increase year over year in gross profit, we're, I'm gonna dive more into this on the annual view in a second. But anyway, this is the part I was disappointed in. Um, operating income, as you can see, we had a clear trend here of like, okay, Q1 sucks, then it starts to get better in 2018. Then Q4, like, wow, like we're looking, you know, much closer to profitability, only lost 195 million. And then the same thing happened in 2019. It was like, okay, Q1 sucks, but look, 316 million, much better loss than 392 million. So the company was growing, losses were shrinking, 304, you know, 350, 358 versus 304, we had another impressive year over year gain. And then Q3 2019 was super impressive. They only lost 229 million from 323 million a year before, almost 100 million swing in the right direction. And then I was like, wow, they have 195 million loss in Q4 2018, Q4 2019, if we continue this trend, should have been like right here. It should have been like $100 million loss or $110 million loss they reported $253 million loss, the loss got bigger. So this is the one part of the quarter that I was a little bit bummed about was the overall like operating income leverage, which I thought would have been there, just wasn't there. Um, so I don't know if that's because of one-time expenses or they just had a big jump in G&A, which we'll dive into in a sec, but anyway, um, this is the other big thing that I was pointing out: gross margin. So the reason why gross profit has been going up is their gross margin has been skyrocketing. This is the most important thing to watch at Snap's business. It finally is hitting that software-like margin of 55%. We've seen Snap, you know, when they just Q4, Q4 last year was 45%. Now they're at 55%. That's almost a thousand basis point improvement year over year in gross margin. This is huge. What Snapchat needs to be a super profitable social media company uh, like Facebook, Twitter, Google, all these companies that are social networking apps are you know having 70, 80, 90% gross margins. It's super profitable ad revenue, um, super profitable businesses, but Snapchat wasn't really profitable um, per dollar in revenue. So it's like, why are we valuing this like a social media company? But now all of a sudden, we're seeing these margins transition to more of a software like service. So that's a really, really good sign. Um, operating margin, you know, so they, their losses did increase, but the operating margin, I guess, got slightly better. I don't know if that makes you feel better. 49% to 45%. Eh, I'm not feeling great about it, but this is the um, G&A, so as you can see, actually they did increase um, sales and marketing, I believe as well, starting ramping back up. So that was part of the reason you know, Q4, 99 million versus 125 million, so big increase in sales and marketing. That's part of the reason their profitability was hit in Q4, but really G&A got the bulk of it from 107 million to 215, almost a double. Um, I probably should have looked in if there was a one-time item in there, but anyway, that's what it was. And then R&D, um, let's go into there. Not investing too much in R&D, but that is what it is. There was still um, a little bit of growth there, 219 million uh, from 164 million. I guess that is pretty big growth, faster than revenue growth. So expenses were growing fast, um, faster than revenue growth this quarter. And it looks like that's the reason for the decline in overall operating margins. This growth chart puts that in, into perspective. Um, 51% growth in OPEX versus a 44% growth in revenue. But as you can see, revenue growth, which was slowing down dramatically here as user base was slowing, has bounced back here into the mid 40% range. So I think that's really impressive. And if Snap can keep that up, that'll be a super good sign. Here's their cash flow. Um, CapEx, you know, cash flow, all going in the right direction. Actually, so even though the income statement looked worse this quarter, they actually lost less cash. Let's just go to free cash flow. And uh, 148 million to 75 million. So big improvement in cash. So Snapchat not burning money as fast as they were. They still have like a billion dollar cash cushion. So they have no, like, I'm not worried about them running out of money. They have a huge runway for growth. Definitely enough to get them to profitability, I think if they want to. Um, So that is a promising sign. Now let's just go to annual really quick to see how everything stacks up. Um, I think this is worth checking out. Revenue going from 824 million in 2017, 1.2 billion to 1.7 billion. So Snap has been rapidly growing despite all this crazy quick competition. Gross profit more than doubling from 381 million to 820 million and I think if this can, you know, continue growing even close to this pace in 2020, that's going to have a huge positive impact on the overall profitability of the company. So now going into their earnings press release, um, I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, one thing I just wanted to highlight here, 20, Q1 2020 outlook, revenue is expected to be 450 to 470 million compared to 320 million in Q1. So at the midpoint, this is about 40 44% growth, which is just about the same growth that they reported last quarter. So growth, and I think they've typically been kind of conserved about guidance. So growth is gonna stay around mid 40% range, at least for the first quarter of 2020. I think that's super promising. That shows they have confidence in the user base growing and all that sort of stuff. In terms of business highlights, um, a couple things I wanted to uh, point out here. Total time spent by Snapchatters watching Discover increased by 35% year over year in Q4 2019. So Discover is their sort of media content. I call it like Netflix of mobile, this sort of vertical format micro shows they're doing. But 35% time increase there um, it, it is really impressive when you consider users only grew by 17%. So if you have engagement growing faster than users, that's a really good sign for at least this Discover piece of the platform. They also say, Um, Time spent by uh, Snapchatters over the age of 25 watching Discover increased by 60% year-over-year, so getting more of that older, potentially more lucrative advertising demographic to log in and Discover. Additionally, 50 shows reached a monthly audience of over 10 million viewers, which is pretty impressive. They launched 78 new international Discover channels in Q4, up from 53 in Q3, so the global international uh, Discover presence could be ramping up significantly in 2020. Um, They also talk about Bitmoji TV, which is a a fully animated, regular, updated cartoon series that will star users' self-styled Bitmojis and their friends. I'm too old for that, but I guess that's something they're working on. Um, The big thing here, we continue to invest in our augmented reality and camera platform. 75% of our community engages with augmented reality every day on average. That's huge. Um, At the end of Q4, they have over 735 of these augmented reality lenses built um, on their community through Lens Studio, up from 600,000 in Q3, so pretty impressive sequential growth. Um, They also say that lenses made by the community via Lens Studio make up over 20% of total snaps every day, so people are really engaging with these augmented reality platforms or uh, products that Snapchat is building. The one thing they tiny the super tiny mention um at the very end of this they say we continue to build additional uh, platform innovations to better serve our large and engaged community we added over 150 partner app integrations with snapkit in q4 2019 14 apps created by our partners are currently in the top 100 free apps of the us ios app store so i didn't really know this and i have to give a shout out to ark invest when i was at their brainstorm they were talking about snapchat And I just didn't appreciate what this SnapKit thing was. So SnapKit is a developer platform that Snapchat's built. You can check out this website. It looks really cool. Um, And you can add bitmojis, stories, ads, and more to your app. Um, and it's basically a way for developers to leverage what Snapchat's built to rapidly build and iterate on their own things. And if you remember what Snapchat said right here, fourteen apps created by our partners are currently in the top one hundred free apps of the U.S. iOS App Store. The people that that stuff, that people building on 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 SnapKit, is getting huge traction. I think there was this app called like Hoop that was some sort of dating app. So and that rose to like number one or two on the App Store rankings. So and that's built on Snapchat. So I think we're in the super early stages of Snapchat building this back-end augmented reality platform where you can use your Bitmoji, you can log in, you can use lenses, um, and people can build apps on top of that. And if you think about it from a business model perspective, this essentially means Snapchat's putting up all this work up front, which they've been paying for now, to build these developer kits. But then once developers build with them, these are huge monetization opportunities for Snapchat that just make it even more entrenched in the overall ecosystem. What I thought was really potentially super exciting about this is AdKit. This is one thing they launched, and the way you can basically integrate Snaps app. Ad- advertising network into your own app. I think this is a huge pain point that just as someone who creates content on the internet, I've grown to appreciate YouTube because YouTube does all the work for me getting, you know, relevant advertisers to put on my show. They play the ads. They just give me a cut of the money. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to do anything. It makes it so easy to monetize my content. Imagine if I had to like go and hit up each advertiser, try and find someone relevant, try and tell them my data, you know, negotiate the deal, get the pricing, get the payment. Like it's just a nightmare. And I think SnapKit Is potentially solving a huge piece of this problem for app developers with like, hey, just plug into our ad platform, we'll pay you based on your number of impressions. This makes it super easy for them to get paid and for Snapchat or for these, you know, app creators to get paid and for Snapchat to get paid. And so I think if that takes off, I see a huge pain point and I see a huge amount of synergies on Snap's advertising network for their own app. If that network starts to take off with other apps, the thesis with Snapchat is like. Home run. They either go all the way and become a huge company, or they fail because they don't have enough scale. And SnapKit is a huge part of that. They say here over 200 million people use Snapchat to keep in touch with their friends every day. 217 million daily active users, or whatever. So you're tapping into that network. If it keeps growing, then the appeal for people to keep using SnapKit and you know CreativeKit, LoginKit, BitmojiKit keeps growing as well. So that's why that core engine of user growth is so important to these ancillary products and businesses that Snap's doing. And the other thing I think. Is these spectacles i'm going to come out of, with a video about a, like a full analysis of spectacles soon um but i haven't done it yet because we're gonna get some secret awesome spectacles footage that i want to include in the video first but these are such a cool product and i think snapchat is really unlocking a new form factor. You know, Apple's investing in smart glasses. Um, Facebook is trying to invest in smart glass technology because they realize this could be a huge future computing platform, potentially what's after the smartphone. For me as a creator to create content with just the click of a button and look without my hands is such a freeing experience. It's a totally new perspective. Um, I love these as a creator. I don't even post them to Snapchat. I just post the videos to YouTube and I'm, I posted some Spectacles videos. They've been releasing these every single year, a new version, um, sort of like a kind of R&D project in the wild I would say but the next version of these um, is going to be called Hermosa or that's the code name apparently and they're gonna have even more augmented reality features potentially a little screen in there so they don't just capture content but you can somehow consume content with these on um, but I think snapchat from their hardware division um, and when how this ties into you know lenses augmented reality these glasses like I think we're just scratching the surface on so many exciting little puzzle pieces of this business um, such a quirky little company I love following them but anyway This is HyperChange. Would love to know what you think in the comments below about Snapchat. Um, I know a bunch of you were requesting for this episode, so I hope I answered all your stuff. But anyway, if you have more, leave it in the comments below. Huge shout out to the people supporting the channel on Patreon. See you guys next time.